0: schlager to the sideline caught first down Woo! what a hit denzel lord you got barbecue back there and you didn't invite me hurt my feelings in trouble he just goes down Aiden hutchinson he'll roll up on you folks and let you smell his glow
1: Welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined by my co-host, Derek Cook, bringing to you guys our weekly Debbie episode. This week, we got a real good one for you, previewing the Big 12, the Debbie assets. We're lo- excuse me, we're keen on who we're looking at, who we don't like possibly, but the Big 12 is getting even bigger. Lots of college football expansion news over the past two, three days. It seems like something every day. Somebody's going to a new conference next year. It's, it's madness. It's, more, it's better than March Madness. It is oh, off
0: the fucking walls. Absolutely love it, brother.
1: So speaking of the Big 12, they are set to add Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah beginning in 2024, I believe, for all four schools. Out with Texas and Oklahoma, they brought in BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF this current season, and the next year, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, so they're going to be, at the way it's looking, we're going to have three power conferences, three 20-team conferences, and so far, it looks like the Big Ten has won the race to it over the Pac-12, or sorry, the Big Big 12. Speaking of the Big Ten, they also added Arizona and Washington for next season, along with USC and UCLA.
0: Oregon and Washington. I think you said Arizona. but Damn it. Yes, yes uh, Oregon. yes, Oregon uh, and new dub I think they've been talking about this for a few days. Um, I'm excited for it, man. Being a Big Ten fan, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, I think we're, like you said, I think we're getting to the point where it's just going to be Power 3 instead of Power 5.
1: Oh, absolutely. The big the Pac twelve is I don't know what they're gonna do next season. They need to merge with the Mountain West or something. Yeah, try, try to lose and try to scrape together teams. something. Right. Eight out of twelve or fourteen out there. The Big Ten is up to eighteen teams now, counting the we're already at currently at fourteen, add in the four Pac twelve teams. It looks like right now the Big Ten is gonna win the race to twenty. And I've heard some rumors that Florida State could be joining the Big Ten.
0: Right, Florida, Florida State, that's who it was. Florida State and Clemson is what I was what I was hearing. That's what it was.
1: Yeah, but I want Notre Dame. And if we gotta get Stanford to convince Notre Dame, then by all means go get Stanford. Yeah. You get Stanford yeah. and SC, two of their biggest rivals. Return of the ass beatings against Michigan get to play Ohio State like they've been the last two years. Give us Notre Dame, please. Notre Dame, just take the leap, join a conference, and join the Big Ten. It, it makes too much sense.
0: I would love it. I mean, you, you don't even, you can still keep your what your CBS or whatever, NBC, NBC. Wh- whatever they play on. You can keep all that television bull crap, just play in the Big Ten Conference, I'll take it. Same thing they do for for basketball, just Big Ten.
1: Exactly. Just come on over. The the water's warm, I promise.
0: Right. The grass is greener over here, I promise, and it's not turf.
1: That's true. Natural grass. But Speaking of the Big Ten, my head coach, Sean Harbaugh, has been suspended for four games this upcoming season for lying to the NCAA. What was he it, a, bought a burger yeah he bought a recruit uh, a hamburger combo at down blink on the name Jesus christ the bar, the brown jug it's a diner restaurant any Arbor on campus obviously named after the little brown jug that we played for against minnesota but he bought him bought the recruit a cheeseburger and that was it and he chose to lie to the NCAA because he doesn't believe that be in trouble for that, and by all means, I'm with him. It's just a, just a hamburger, cheeseburger. It's a little bit of food, you know? If that's yeah. gonna, the NCAA really thinks that's going to convince a kid to come to your school, they are more out of touch than we ever thought they were.
0: Uh, no, I mean, short of really going down this rabbit hole um... – you know, where where's the line in the sand going to be drawn, though? Um, I'm right there with you. If you, if you think that a, a hamburger meal at a, a bar grill is going to convince a recruit to go to that school, given that they get NIL deals and get paid anyways, uh, you're severely out of touch. I, I think this is extreme and, and quite frankly, crazy. Uh, he would have gotten in trouble had he not lied anyways. So I, I see why he did it. I'm, I'm not mad at him for doing it. Um, I, I think this should be something that should be uh, fixed and reprimanded. You know, this a clarification of a rule or something needs to change. This, this is stupid.
1: Uh, absolutely. Obviously, I agree with you there. I mean, I get the main thing is he lied, but, again, there's not a lot of fans of Jimmy Harbaugh out there in the first place. I mean, Tennessee had – a hundred something violations that we reported, but didn't get in any trouble
0: because they self mm-hmm. they self banned, self reported.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. they were honest, but it's okay to break the rules and be honest. Apparently, no trouble there. But once you lie to us about that hamburger, Jimmy, you're done.
0: Yeah, that 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 twenty dollar hamburger meal from the the local grill. Tis tsk, tisk. Tsk. Yeah,
1: if Wolverines. Didn't need any more fire lit under the asses after failing the college football playoffs two years in a row. This certainly is not going to help their opponents.
0: You know, this suspension kind of reminds me of the old Urban Meyer suspension a few years back. It could be the end of time for good old Jimmy in there in Ann Arbor. Oh, no, no, uh, no, we'll, no. See, we'll see not how this pays happen. off for him, Cotton. I know, I know. I just... I just think it's absolutely crazy. He got suspended four games because he lied about a hamburger meal. All
1: right, maybe it's... one. Whatever, give him one. Just to yeah, yeah. I can get down with make that. Make your just point to... known.
0: Right. Make an example out of Making an example out of him would be one game. Four games is excessive. It's stupid.
1: Yeah, but luckily, three non-conference games and a lower-tier Big Ten conference game. He's going to miss. Still going to be four zero. But he is going to be one pissed off man all season. He is going to be hell bent to win every game. Oh yeah, more than yeah. ever before.
0: I can't wait for our game.
1: Oh yeah, I can't wait to get Ryan Day fired.
0: Uh, you, you get that shit talk out of here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand for that. That's all just right. C- just because you won two games in a row don't mean nothing if you look the previous twenty years, pal.
1: I'm sorry. We didn't just win two games. We, we did some things that I don't want to mention on this show, would not be that's, appropriate here.
0: That is okay. It's it was getting to be not a rivalry. So I I, I will take the two ass beatings we've taken in the last two years. I hope it changes soon. But the 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 track history of the last twenty years have been been on the Buckeye side.
1: That's all right. We lead the overall series.
0: Yeah, that's what you said before the last two years too.
1: It still stands true
0: it does you just have a couple more wins now it's all right I'm, I'm glad that the, to me the the rivalry is renewed it, it it means something again I I know you probably felt the same way before the last few years you're like damn it this game again
1: yeah, yeah Michigan state's my new biggest rivalry
0: oh you shut you shut your mouth
1: every year it's always the most watched college game I forget what podcast I was listening to I think it was uh in the trenches with John Jton Gent- Jansen, a former lineman for Michigan, he does the sponsored podcast by the Wolverines. They were talking, I guess there's been talks of moving the game from Thanksgiving weekend to earlier in the season. And he brought up, instead of doing that, just make it a night game. Make it in prime time. You think you got the highest viewed game of the year, it could possibly be the highest viewed regular season game of all time. If you go from a noon kickoff to an eight o'clock kickoff in prime time, Thanksgiving weekend, you get a lot more viewers, in his opinion. And I'd I, rather I, see that than it completely move to, you know, yeah. October.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, moving the date instead of Thanksgiving weekend to me, that's, I mean, that's damn near blasphemous in my opinion that that cannot happen. Um, That's got to be the last game of the season for both uh, both of us short of, you know, conference championship week and stuff. Um, You know, if it was a week six, week seven game, it wouldn't carry anywhere near the weight of of what it does. Um, I would love for it to stay a noon game because I guess I'm more traditionalist. But if the options are moving it to a different date and not being Thanksgiving weekend or uh, a night game, eight o'clock kickoff, I would much rather have the eight o'clock kickoff. So I'm, I'm, I agree with you there.
1: Yeah, hopefully they just leave it alone and let things go. And also with the Big Ten adding two more teams next season, we're going to get a new 2024 schedule for the Big Ten before too long. So yeah. I'm interested to see if Penn State gets a guaranteed rival because with the last flex schedule, they did not. They did not have one rival that was protected. So we'll see if they change that and do right by the Nittany lines. But enough of the Big Ten talk. We're here for the Big 12, the conference with lots of offense and very, very little defense.
0: Oh, you don't say that. Jim knows how knows how to get a defense going.
1: He does until there are until, adjustments. Until you they get frightened.
0: Until you run the ball against them.
1: Yeah, then we break your will. That's and right. Everyone just gives up, and no one's hey, just. I enough, don't know what to do.
0: Enough of the Big Ten talk. Come on, Big Twelve. Come on, hey, potatoes.
1: You started to the brass tacks. That's right. I, I crossed out BYU, Baylor, Sensi, West V, Texas Tech, UCF, and Iowa State. I got no interest in anybody currently on their roster for Debbie aspects to the NFL, and Iowa State's having a hell of a time. Their quarterback is in a little bit of trouble for betting on Iowa State. Mm. So that's interesting. And then Iowa, back to the Big Ten, of course, because we love the Big Ten. Their kicker is in trouble for underage betting on Iowa. As far as I saw, it's before he was even enrolled in Iowa. I saw probably TikTok. He missed a field goal, and the joke was on. He just couldn't let that over hit. He <laughs> bet the under that day. Oh, uh, man. Of course, we know the NFL is cracking down on betting, and now it's leaking into college football, and these players get getting in trouble for it, unfortunately. But though that chunk of teams, I got no interest in anybody on their roster right now. Yeah, for of kinda... true, true NFL potential, the only one might be C.J. Donaldson from West V. And he's an oversized running back that they converted from tight end.
0: Yeah, I'm the same boat as you. Nobody on that team in particular is is even on my radar yet. I mean, there's a couple guys to you know, maybe key into and watch a little bit here and there, depending on how they do. Um, but kind of backing up a little bit on the, like you said, the the betting and players and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if, if you're going to bet on some games, just don't bet on yourself, I guess. Don't get caught. Don't be stupid. You know, it's to me, it's just stupid. <laughs> and don't
1: do it when you are not of age yet.
0: Yeah, that's another big one. Yeah, at, le- at least be you know twenty-one. Is it twenty-one? It is twenty-one right?
1: Yeah, I think in everywhere it's twenty-one, except for maybe one or two is eighteen.
0: Yeah. Regardless, it's it's bad. But if you are going to do it, don't bet on. Don't. I know we should always bet on yourself, but not when you are gambling. Not literally. That. Yeah. Yeah, don't put money on yourself like that, or against yourself. Don't Pete we'll Rose it.
1: Yeah, good old Charlie Hustle. I was on Twitter a few days ago and had a conversation about him being in the Hall of Fame. He should that be. Always gets, that always gets heated. Yeah, it does. And absolutely, he should be. But you let we'll them steroid on.
0: guys get in there.
1: That's what it was. Off topic, of course, and down a rabbit hole, it was between who would you like to see? Pete Rose, Barry Bonds... Or Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame. It's like, well, Pete Rose, the hit king, the man. I don't want Barry. He's too, what's that word? Tainted. He's too tainted. Yeah. Roger Clemens, I don't mind, but give me Pete Rose. Every yeah, think, year I'd vote for Pete.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Barry Bonds, like you said, I feel like every any year he led the league in home runs should have an asterisk by it. Uh, Roger Clemens eh, you know he, he's he's still scum but not as bad as Barry uh, Is a shit that Charlie Hustle, you know, was was betting on games, sure, but of the three definitely Pete Rose, 100% Absolutely,
1: the resume speaks for itself We'll, we'll move on from the Big Ten and baseball talk for once and jump right into it, Houston for me, Matthew Golden I think he's a Very good shot to be a day-two pick for the wide receiver position. Coming out of high school, he was a four-star prospect, top 25 receiver in the class, and stayed home. He's from Houston and stayed home for the Cougars, and he is one hell of a college football player, very fast, six foot, pushing 200 pounds, so he's got good size. But, man, does he have some burners on him.
0: Yeah, I like me some Matthew Golden. Like you said, um, you know, not not a big guy, six foot. Like you said, one ninety, 190, one ninety five, uh, fast as hell. Houston, Houston boy, uh, just electric when the ball's in his hands. I'd love to see him, um, you know, show out there this year. You a sophomore this year, I think.
1: Uh, sophomore or junior. Let's see. I was just looking at him earlier today, too. So he is class of 22. So, yeah, sophomore.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I expect the breakout year for him this year.
1: Yeah, being in Dana Hogardson's high-powered offense, we've seen what he did at West V with many, many talented receivers. Matthew Golden is going to be the next in line, but one of the first and only with true – NFL upside, in my opinion. And right we'll, there.
0: We'll, right there with you, buddy.
1: We'll go ahead and move on to Kansas State. Nah. Nah, sorry. Just blanked a little bit. Thought of that longest yard sign, the longest yard mm-hmm. line about when Adam Sandler said something about Coach Snyder still there or something.
0: No, not but Kansas the, State. Kansas State Penitentiary.
1: They yeah, have the know.
0: softest beds.
1: They said like no shit, you played for coach Snyder? But anyways, uh, I love the Longest Yard. That's one of the best movies I've seen.
0: 5 Star versus Half a Star. But uh, was a box full of pillow fight.
1: <laughs> But such let a watch I loved,
0: fall
1: Oh, well, that one's the best one. But anyways, I love freshman quarterback AB Johnson. He was a top 10 quarterback. Of course, according to twenty four seven sports, six two, buck seventy five, buck eighty. So he's not a, a big, big guy. But he I think he's gonna be the future of this team after was it Walker, the current quarterback that's there now, who is just a stud for college fantasy football up and down, Will Howard. Will Howard Walker's at old miss. Yeah. But I think Avery Johnson's going to be next in line, and he's got a lot of potential. Again, he's a top ten quarterback in the class from Kansas, so another home home state boy staying home. He was by far the best quarterback in the state of Kansas for his class. So hopefully, he'll get some run next year as a sophomore coming in. He can win that job. So for this upcoming season, barring injury, you're not going to see him whatsoever. Besides, uh. Garbage time, blah yeah, blah duty, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Six, I think what six two buck buck seventy buck eighty somewhere around there. He's uh, a dual threat. Quarterback, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's dual, he dual can, threat quarterback. He can give so. me something
1: on the ground for sure.
0: Um, you know, I, I haven't watched a whole hell of a lot of a film of him, but from what I have seen, I I, I do like him. Uh, definitely a not this year play a next year play. We'll see what he does. He's on the radar for sure, though.
1: Just a name to put in your back pocket, and when you see him in in garbage time, mop up, duty, You're like, oh, I heard that name on Gridiron Fantasy Show. I should pay. Maybe I'll pay a little bit more attention to him now. But we'll stay in the great state of Kansas. Over to the Jayhawks, who have had a resurgence in the last year. Our quarterback Jalen Daniels talked about a dual threat, one of the best in college football. Unfortunately, had an injury last year that kind of put the brakes on their season, stopped the momentum a little bit. But I absolutely love this kid. He can do, as far as a college quarterback, whatever the hell you want him to do. He can go out there and sling the ball around the yard. He can go out there and run past the defense. I love Jalen Daniels.
0: I apologize, buddy. I think I just had a little bit of an outage on my internet. I didn't hear a single word you said. Um
1: Wow, that is that is unfortunate. We had technical difficulties.
0: I I, I do apologize. Um, I'm so just wh-
1: professing my love for Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels. Expecting another big season from him. Hopefully, a fully uh, healthy season.
0: Jalen Daniels. Ah, uh, not not a no good old Jaden Daniels. I see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm no, quite as in love time. with him. not quite as in love with him as you are. But um, I think he lights it up again, like you said. Absolutely.
1: I mean, he put 544 on Arkansas in the bowl game last year. That's the last game he played. So he's going to yeah, be coming in hot.
0: Yeah, he's right. He's he's on the train.
1: And he is, is 2024 20, eligible, I believe.
0: Yeah, he's a junior. He'll and, be a junior this year.
1: Yep. So we've seen many times or said many times with this class Top four, four plus spots are wide open. Right, and he has what seems to be the theme of the recent draft classes: the mobile quarterbacks getting a lot of love nowadays. He fits he, that mold, and he's got good size—six foot, 215 two fifteen-ish.
0: Yeah, he—he's uh, and he's again same the same thing fits that mold. He's got some rushing ability. Uh, he had a few seven seven rushing touchdowns last year. Had a great interception to touchdown or touchdown interception ratio last year. So he takes care of the ball. Uh, I, I, I expect huge strides this year personally, given that he plays for Kansas.
1: Yeah, and he's like I said, he's got good size. He'll be 21 this October. So he'll be going into the NFL draft as a 21 year old unless he comes back to school, which is the a, a more than likely option but just someone to keep on your
0: radar that could He's pop on film, eligible. pop on game day. Yeah. So if he has an Anthony him. Richardson-esque season, we could see some crazy stuff.
1: Absolutely. And again, we've seen how the NFL is taking a liking to these dual-threat quarterbacks. They're looking at them all. Look what they can do with their athleticism. Just think how much more they can do if we mold them and develop exactly. them. I mean, Anthony Richardson – Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, I think the NFL's is uh, getting more onto the track of uh, athletic guys who have big arms that are, are just raw, who can be, like you said, molded, uh, developed, you know, and go back, like you said, Jalen, Justin Fields, hopefully he takes a big step this year. Uh, Josh Allen, in years, you know, a few years ago, uh, hopefully Lamar Jackson takes that, that – uh, a passing step this year and becomes what we hope hoped he would be. Granted, he already won an MVP, but uh, yeah, the, the NFL's is changing to that running big arm quarterback mold, and I think Jalen Daniels fits that almost to a T. I wish he was a couple inches taller, but uh, he's he's in that mold for sure.
1: Yeah, when you got Kyler Murray, uh, Caleb Williams coming down the pipe, a couple of guys that aren't the quote unquote. Prototypical size. Yeah. I don't know. Nowadays, I'm not, from the quarterback position at least, I'm not too, you know, locked in. You got to be 6'3", plus 220, plus. That's that's a new day.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I I agree with you. that size isn't the end-all be-all. You know, I'm not going to say not to get the guy because he's six foot tall, but – if they're a dual-threat quarterback, which Jalen Daniels is, it is in the back of your mind that he's six foot. He's going to he's gonna get hit hard if he doesn't know how to take a hit or step out of bounds. He's Not not Josh Allen, Cam Newton, Anthony Richardson size.
1: You're not wrong. And we'll move on to his backfield mate, one of my favorite running backs in the 24 class, Devin Neal. Talk about size. He's got good size, 5'11", 210. I think he's about a 4'4", if not better type of player. Great hands out of the backfield, uh, much like the Donovan Edwards type of player, he can do it all for you. He's had two great years, freshman year, 700-plus, and eight touchdowns on the ground. Last year, over 1,009 touchdowns. He's had over 200 total receiving yards and two touchdowns, almost 30 receptions in two years. So for a college back, he's he's doing the damn thing, especially for Kansas.
0: Yeah, he's a roundabout way, putting that, that offense on his shoulders. Uh, we talked about Devin Neal, I feel like, uh, a couple months ago, and um, I think he's gotten a lot of traction since then. Um, I think he's poised to have, like you said, another, another great season. He had over 1,000 yards rushing, nine touchdowns. He um, said, what, over 200 yards, or damn near 200 yards receiving. Um again poised to I think even have more. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he was fourteen hundred rushing yards and four or five hundred receiving yards. I think he's gonna be the he is the focal point of that offense and I don't see it changing. I'm I'm yeah. pretty big on Devin Neal myself. Him
1: and Daniels are probably my favorite running mates in the backfield to watch for this upcoming season. Most exciting. Yeah. And then we will move down to Texas Christian University TCU. Max Duggan is gone. Kendra Miller is gone. Quentin Johnson is gone. So we're left with two receivers, DJ Allen and Cordell Russell. Two rather highly recruited receivers. They did have one. uh, Jordan Hudson was probably the best of the bunch. Bolted for SMU. So we're left with DJ Allen and Cordell Russell. With the voids out there, they're going to see a ton of work. Get a ton of shine. I believe Chandler Morris is winning the quarterback opposite competition currently. Who, if you remember, actually won the job last year over Max Duggan, but went down due to injury. Got her. And came Superman Man. Duggan. Oh. Yeah. But with these TCU receivers, you know, you, you can never go wrong with them. You got a no. great history of NFL pedigree. You, you
0: just, you know, one of them's going to make it to the league, if not all of them. Um, they're they're worth the dart throw, in my opinion, for sure.
1: It's all about what they're going to do when they make it to the league. Yeah, yeah. So i I'd, I'd probably say DJ Allen is my preferred receiver out of the two. Under six foot, more of a more of a speed guy, slot type. Cordell Russell is 6'2", 200-plus, more your prototypical outside receiver, mini-alpha. He was the more highly recruited receiver, better prospect, higher ranked. So they got two good ones out there to play with.
0: I think I'm right there with you on DJ Allen. Uh, Sub-6 foot tall, sub-200 pounds, but he, he's a burner. And uh, playing in a Big 12, I feel like he's going to get the ball a crap ton this year. Going to be able to put those skill that skill set out on display, and I think he's going to gain a lot of traction this year. So I'm I'm all Get over that D. man J. in space
1: Hallen. and let him run free.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm all over the DJ Hallen train.
1: We'll move on to Oklahoma State. Uh, one of my favorite 25 running backs, Ollie Gordon. He had a pretty damn good freshman year, especially for an Oklahoma State running back. You know, they're not typically known. For producing running backs. I mean, we do have Chuba Hubbard, who was at one time thought to be the, the stud of his class, and turns out he was not. Uh, who else did they have? Uh, Justice Hill, a lot of people loved. And I guess I'll give him credit for Tyreek Hill. But he didn't come in and do it at running back. He came in and changed position as a receiver. But still an Oklahoma State product.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, sorry, Ollie Gordon, he, Jordan Gordon, um, like you said, Oklahoma State, not, not super known to be producing running backs, not like your, uh, your Florida states, your Penn states, your Ohio states, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think he's going to be the one that comes out there, comes out of o- the other OSU and, um, put on a show next year. I think he had, he's 6'1, uh, right around what 210 pounds or so is he yeah,
1: he's a uh, he's a thicker running back especially for an Oklahoma State one he's a bigger boy which is yeah, so, part of what I love about him he's he's got good speed for his size and he's got the NFL size already
0: that's kind of where I was going at with that six 200 plus pounds um he's be able to take the the use and abuse on the, as a three down back which I think he he very we, very well easily can be. Um, so he's he's on my list for sure as well.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at him and Taylon. I always mess up his last name. Uh, Sheetron, Shetron, something along those lines. I apologize. But again, a four-star, high four-star guy on 24-7, top five overall player in the state of Oklahoma. Went to Oklahoma State over the Sooners. 6'3", Less than 200 pounds, so he's got a big frame that he can fill out. And, you know, we love these bigger, you know, six foot three plus receivers. He also did putt and kick return in high school, so he is a playmaker with the ball in his hands. He didn't do much as a freshman. He was a year zero guy, but there's still potential with him. There's still some time left for him to pop on tape and really build his NFL draft stock.
0: I was going to say to me, what kind of sets him up from the pack outside of being the the typical 6'3, uh, 185, 195 pound guys, he was a track star in high school. Uh, looks like he he placed um, pretty well at states running track. So he's, he's a track star. He's got the speed. Um, just hopefully you can put it on, put some uh, shit on tape so we can see what he can do on the football field instead of the track.
1: Absolutely. And we'll move on to their rival in Bedlam, Oklahoma. Uh, we'll start, stay at the wide receiver position. uh Jaquez Petaway, incoming freshman, another sub six foot guy, buck 70, buck 75, a speedster. He's the number 10 overall receiver according to 24 7 Sports, the top 10 player overall in the state of Texas. He's going to come in. I think he could make an e- immediate impact with the, I guess, disappointment, you could say, of the Oklahoma receiving room over the past year or so. So he could step in there and be in the field on three wide receiver sets right away.
0: Yeah, I think he comes in and immediately. Uh, he has to touch the field. Um, he, he's an absolute burner. I don't think there's no way he doesn't touch the field as a as a freshman coming in. Um at least as a as a punt returner. something something. He's gonna make a name for himself this year. He to me, he's kinda got Luther Burden written all over him in a way.
1: That's an interesting comp there, my friend. Very interesting.
0: Put put the ball in his hands. Let him see what there he There you
1: do. go. That sounds better. That's what and I was getting course... at.
0: All right, Zachariah Branch. Let's 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 make that comp. Although Zachariah Branch hadn't done nothing. He's he's extremely fast. Let him have the ball in his hands and see what he can do.
1: Yeah, you're, you're just shooting for the moon with this kid. It'll be a first round pick by the time you're done talking about him.
0: No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not going that far. I do like him though.
1: He will be getting the ball at some point. Hopefully this season. If not this season, definitely next season. From highly recruited quarterback Jackson Arnold, number four overall quarterback, number one in the state of Texas. Said screw all these Texas schools. I'm going Oklahoma. I'm going up north. He's reminds me a lot of Matt Crow. Really? And he could be a very good, just what Matt Grow did in college, a very good read option quarterback. Run that style of offense. We saw in the spring game, he can dot it up. He's got a big arm. Very, very good accuracy, especially for an incoming freshman. I think he's ahead of most of his class in that regards. But he's... Decent size, 6'1", 205, coming into, coming into college. So I love me some Jackson Arnold. I think he's going to end up being a top three quarterback come NFL draft time for this class.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm all over Jackson Arnold myself as well. I think um, Brett, Ven- Brett Venables, Oklahoma, right? Um, yep,
1: good Venables. old defensive mastermind.
0: Yeah, Venables has got his guy. Uh, he's, he was a top ten recruit overall. Uh, would you say top four, top three quarterback in his class? Um, again, six one two oh five. He's a two-sport athlete. He played baseball in high school. Um, so he's he's known to have an arm, and we've seen what some of these quarterbacks can do that are also baseball players. Uh, I know that doesn't necessarily translate to anything, but I, I'm, I'm all over Jackson Arnold. He can dot the hell out of the field.
1: And not that it matters, but he was a backup to another former four-star prospect, Eli Stowers that went to Texas A&M. So he was behind a very good quarterback in his own right. So he's a very talented young man. I'm excited to see him play. I think he'll end up taking over the job from Dylan Gabriel this season. Just yeah. what that team needs, in my opinion, give him the shot in the arm of the young freshman, let him go out there and play.
0: Yep, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think he, at some point or another, wins the job this year. I. Uh, wasn't really impressed with Dylan Gabriels at all last year. So I'm right there with you.
1: Saved the best for last. And all I have to say is they are back for real this time. Texas Longhorns. They got our boy, our favorite, probably our favorite quarterback. Quinn Ewers at the helm. We all talked about it many times. If he was healthy last season, he would have been on his way to a win against Alabama in one hell of a season. Comes back this year with even more weapons. Had an actual year of college under his belt. Practice, all that good stuff. I said it before on the show, I think he's a top five draft pick next year. Could be a Heisman candidate in this offense with what he has. It would not surprise me whatsoever. I think Texas is going to the playoff, and they have a true shot at winning the natty as long as, of course, he remains healthy.
0: Yeah, I'm, um, I don't think I'm quite as sold on Quinn as you are. I think the, the door is wide open, like we said. Um, obviously, he's our probably both of our QB3 and the 24 class. Um, he could very well overtake Drake May. I've, I've heard that it, it's Drake May might be a, a question mark for some people. Um, but I think Quinn Ewers, we, he finally he goes out there and has the year that we've been expecting since he was recruited. He came in a year early in, to college. Um, I think he finally puts it together, and he's going to have to. He doesn't have Bajan Robinson to um, you know kind of be the focal point of that offense and lead the offense. Uh, it's going to be a lot of – I feel like Jontae Cook, another, another freshman wide receiver that we love, is going to have a hell of a year. Uh, Jatavian Sanders, tight end that we both absolutely love as well going to be a huge focal point. Uh, Quinn Ewers is going to have fun, I feel like. And I, I, I do anticipate him being a Heisman finalist and taking the trip out there.
1: Yeah, Tay Cook, I'm a big fan of his. I think at worst, he'll be the wide receiver three coming into the season behind Xavier Worthy, who I think is in store for his best season yet. Last season was a definitely a disappointment. Compared to Fred, freshman he did, year, yeah. He did have a broken hand. So, we'll give him some slack on that. So, Jonte Cook will be behind him, as well as freshman A.D. Mitchell from Georgia. I expect him to be the wide receiver, too. And we can't forget about the sneaky super senior, Jordan Whittingham, is still sticking around. He's, of course, going to be on the field. Sark wouldn't do that to the, I guess, call him a young man, although he's not so young anymore.
0: He's younger than us. That's all that matters. Mm
1: Yeah, I mean, he's creeping up on us, though, at this rate. So, yeah, love Jonte Cook, love Xavier Worthy, Donnie Mitchell. You're the Donnie Mitchell guy here in the room, so I'll let you take it away with him. I'm not that big of a fan of him. He shows up for championship games and scores a touchdown and (laughs) accident for the year. That's about it.
0: Isn't that all that matters, though? I mean, you go out there and score a touchdown, your only touchdown of the season at the most important moment. Um, I mean, I'm not on the Adani Mitchell train like I was last year. I had high hopes for him at Georgia because um, I felt like it was either it was him and Brock Bowers didn't know that what Lad McConkey was going to be the the leading target guy out there, w- whatever his name is, I can't even remember. Um, but Adani Mitchell to me, I, I still like him, but as, as a Debbie aspect, I'm I'm pretty well off of him. But uh, for for college purposes, he's he's above Jonte Cook on the depth chart without a doubt. I didn't even mention Xavier Worthy. I'm right there with you on Xavier Worthy. Um, I think he far exceeds his freshman year numbers last year. Like you said, it was a dip down year. Uh, turns out we found out over this, you know, over the off season that he was playing with a broken hand. Um, I'd like to see him be able to utilize his his route tree a lot more because I feel like most of his routes were just deep go routes. Didn't didn't do a whole lot of. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, there were were some you know red zone plays, whip routes and stuff. But I'd love to see him. Uh, be utilized a little better um but uh, jatavian sanders i feel like is is my favorite player in this offense i'm not gonna lie
1: oh yeah i love jt he's just he's a monster of an athlete and tight end two spots wide open it's his for the taking i think he'll be a first round nfl pick if not first early second at worst maybe mid yeah. But I think he's a hell of a prospect for the tight end position. He's a new age tight end. He's not six five, two sixties. He's what, six three, six four, two forty-ish. He's still got good size, but quote unquote undersized for a tight end.
0: Yeah, I mean he he might be undersized for tight end because of what we're used to now with like the Kyle Pitts, Darno Washington type of guys that are six five plus. Um, but he's six three, six four, he's like again, like you said, he's huge, mismatched nightmare, still um, extremely athletic, and he's just a, a bull to get brought down. Um, he's I, I can't wait till he makes it to the league. Um, but move, moving on to that backfield, we haven't even talked about uh, Cedric Baxter Jr. I know that that, that he's your guy. Um, I I wasn't entirely sold on the Cedric Baxter train um, until recently. I, I can see what you see in the kid, though. I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he went out there week two and was a starter.
1: Yeah, I think week one, he has a good shot. I, I was a big Jadon Blue guy, but I think he's as good as dead and buried on this team and yeah. the depth chart. I mean, we have Keelan Robinson coming back. So he could be ahead of Cedric Baxter as the odds-on favorite, per se, coming into the season, but eventually it will be, Cedric Baxter's team, without a doubt.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's he's just the next great Texas running back that's going to come out. I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. I, I was big on Jade on Blue too. Um, that's what was holding me back on uh, Cedric Baxter, but and after watching tape, Cedric Baxter's the real deal. I just I don't see, I don't see a world where he's not out there. I I just don't.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong said that Jadon Blue is still a very talented player. But I feel like it's fallen by the wayside. He skipped out on his senior year of high school, didn't do much as a freshman. Then there's other older, more veteran players in the offense and in the backfield over him. And then you got the new hotness in Cedric Baxter Jr. coming in. It's just not looking good for him.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Jadon Blue goes to transfer out, to be honest. I, I think that would be his best bet, personally.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with. He transferred is probably in his best interest if he wants, actually wants to play. I mean, he yeah, may I mean... just love Texas and love being there, but he should he should get out while he can. Uh,
0: I, I think that would... For him, if he wants to, you know, go to the NFL, I think he has to. I think he's got potential to be an NFL NFL back, uh, but at Texas, I don't think that's, I don't think it's a possibility personally.
1: Um, and then we also have a Jonathan Brooks as well, yeah, who could be ahead of Baxter on the depth chart to start the season. So he's going to have to overcome two. I believe they're both seniors, two senior backs, if not two junior backs or one junior, one senior, what have you. So he's got a little bit of an uphill battle, but he's the most talented running back in the room.
0: Oh, without a by doubt. far, yeah, yep. Do we want to talk about the the QB room too?
1: Oh yeah, that's what's left on the list. We'll start with the golden boy, Arch Manning. I know you love him. I know you think he's a stud.
0: Oh, stop!
1: I'm sorry. I'll, I'll pause for a second. Let's clean up that water you just spit out.
0: Yeah. No. Um. Ma- don't get me wrong I feel like this the QB class this this QB class that came in I feel like is loaded uh, Dante Moore Malachi Nelson Jackson Arnold a few we mentioned Nico Lamaliva, who um, you know originally I was up now I'm a little bit down but I'm coming back up with I, I still have all those guys above Arch Manning uh, I just don't see it quite yet in Arch Manning personally from the tape I've seen um, but I I was more or less more excited about the other backup but um,
1: yeah I think Arch is going to be uh, not right now but he's going to be like the number one buy next year in Debbie I feel like oh yeah, he's going to get like we're doing going to get talked down upon negative negative roar surrounding Arch Manning it's like I- in that cartoon who's got that rainy cloud above their head walking around in the Debbie community that's going to be Arch Manning this year and then come next year, you're going to be able to buy him for cheap. And he's going to start either at Texas or another big-time school, I'd say, and increase his stock. I think he could be an NFL quarterback. But like you said, we've seen a lot of red flags on him so far. His arm is subpar as far as strength. Yeah. I mean, he's a very good athlete. But, Which
0: is crazy considering his last name.
1: And we've said it before, 24-7 sports comparison is Joe Burrow. Same exact size. I don't like a lot of 24 7 sports comparison, but if one was hit the nail on the head, it's probably this one. Given their size, play style, attributes, he's he is an accurate quarterback, but he's a Manning. So, what would you expect? We expect the new arm with great accuracy, yeah, with the athleticism that the other ones have not had,
0: right? Um, I think. Same boat as you. Twenty four seven sports. The the pro the comps are normally terrible, but the Joe Burrow one, I agree with you, is is right on the money. Uh, Joe Burrow freshman year at Ohio State. We I think we've all heard or Meyer asking if he you know told him he threw like a girl. Uh, Joe Burrow's doing pretty well for himself down there in Cincinnati. So you know, hard to say he throws like a girl. You know, Arch Manning. I feel kind of the same way. the 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 arm strength isn't there, but you know, get a college under – get a year of college under your belt. You know, do do all the right training, all the right meal plans, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, he, he could he could be the next Joe Burrow. I think uh, the potential is definitely there. I'm just not on him right now. I'd rather have the the cloud and doom and gloom above him as a freshman when he's got, in my opinion, two studs ahead of him than, you know, next year. I think next year I'm right there with you. I think he's going to be an easy buy, probably pretty cheap, or at least later this season I think – Uh, depending on whether him or Malik Murphy transfer, Um, but both of them are going to be starting for Power 5 schools next year.
1: Yeah, Malik Murphy, as you alluded to earlier, is who we are most excited about. I'm a big Malik Murphy guy. I mean, in high school, his team had no business being near the state championship, let alone winning it, and he put them in his large backpack and took them all the way to states and won. He is Superman for this high school team.
0: I can't remember who he played in this in the state playoffs, but he was it Arch? No, it wasn't. No, was it it Quinn Ewers? He played
1: not in the state championship, but no, but in playoffs
0: in the playoffs.
1: No, was it regular season?
0: He outshined Quinn though,
1: and he did the same at the Elite Eleven camp. I believe he beat out Quinn as well. Yeah. So he's very talented. I thought he would transfer after the spring game during that window that opened up. So I was very shocked to see him coming back to Texas, which he's only a sophomore. He was injured last year. So maybe it's not the worst thing for him, even if he doesn't play. Get the year under Quinn, learning from him, Sark, in that pro style of offense, and then transfers next year or in the off season and starts for one to two years somewhere else. Yeah. I think he's got the tools to be an NFL quarterback, but he needs to be given the opportunity and that remains to be seen. if he will get that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I really couldn't, couldn't say much more. I'm a, again, like you, huge Malik Murphy fan of just um, kind of being caught between a rock and a hard place. We know this is Quinn Ewer's job. He's not going to let it go unless he gets hurt. Um, and then I think Arch Manning is is the new hotness the next year. It's going to be open QB competition. Who's to say that one of them doesn't transfer out to not have competition? I could see Malik Murphy transferring out, like you said, uh, going to another Power 5 school, Arch staying there, getting the job, and Malik Murphy landing somewhere and starting there. Don't know where, but one of the two is for sure going to transfer, but I'm, I'm a bigger Malik Murphy fan than Arch Manning fan currently.
1: Yeah, I think due to non-football-related items, it'll be Malik. I don't see Texas letting Arch Manning go, personally, with yeah, the, name, the name, the pedigree, yep. the money, NIL-type stuff. I don't think they're going to let him go anywhere. So I don't think I'm, so, yeah. I'm 100% convinced Malik Murphy will be leaving Texas at some point unless he sticks around and beats out Arch Manning. But I don't think he should stick around that long and – Take the risk of losing the job. Go you know, somewhere else. He could be a starter on probably ninety percent of teams. I'd say, especially the Power Five teams. He
0: could start for most teams right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if he transferred to OSU. <laughs> or, yeah, at least he doesn't have a quarterback or Michigan. You never know. Uh, but yeah, I, I I try not to agree with you on everything, but. Uh, Texas isn't stupid. They're not going to let Manning go. Like you said, everything that entails with the Manning name, all the extra money, the views, the whole nine yards, Arch Manning is not – they're not going to let him transfer easily if he does.
1: No, absolutely not. But that wraps up our Big 12 preview for this season and beyond. So that'll wrap us up for this whole entire episode. It's – oh, one more thing. College Game Day has announced week one they will be here in Charlotte, where I'm at, for the Battle of the Carolinas, UNC versus South Carolina. Boo. So that'll be a good one week one. Good to see Rattler, Drake May, maybe Darius Braswell for South Carolina. Good to see Devontae Walker for UNC. Be a, and it's also going to be a primetime, so it's going to be a big-time matchup. I'm looking forward to watching it.
0: And Petaway, right? Petaway?
1: Pet Hopefully George Petaway will see the field. Yeah. With UNC and the new offense, who knows? They got they have plenty of competent running backs in that backfield to use, especially they, on the college level.
0: Yeah, they, they seem like they do that every year.
1: They always have a bunch. They always have a couple. They don't ever have one that like separates himself from the rest. Right. Even Javante didn't do that with Michael Carter. Ah, that's who I was uh, Amarion Hampton, did you say him? I did not But I have him behind Padaway There's also Caleb Hood uh, The returning Leading rusher, Elijah Green Is still there So there are plenty of them
0: No, there's tons I I feel like uh, UNC always has A plethora of NFL talent On their team
1: They always have a couple guys, yeah, that's for sure just got to wait to see them. I feel like they're late bloomers for the most part.
0: They are, and I think they've had the best luck at running back personally, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, you can't argue with J. Bernard. He had a pretty good NFL career for a smaller
0: running back. Oh, Devontae Williams for a year? A year? A whole year? Well, a month, maybe.
1: Yeah, he's still... Some places is riding on that hype as a top ten running back
0: still. Nah, we'll see. I'm not on it no more. But yeah. Um, I mean that's cool. Uh maybe you should you should go to that man being down there in, in North oh, Carolina. Oh, I looked
1: at it already. Tickets are a little bit too pricey for me for that type of game. Ah. Well, I you can tailgate.
0: You can always tailgate.
1: Now you're thinking that wouldn't be such a bad idea, be down there for game day.
0: Yeah, uh, watch watch the game on the good old YouTube TV in the car after a couple brewskis. Maybe get some tailgate food. I might make my way down there to do that with you.
1: Now you're thinking big, grand out. old time outside for, the box. Rooting for Debbie players to do good. That's right. Not picking a team.
0: Let's go, Spencer Rattler.
1: There you go. Now right. that's where it's at. The, the late late rising senior. A- he will be back.
0: The roller coaster of Spencer Rattler.
1: We'll go ahead and get out of here for this episode. You can find us all on Twitter at Gump7285 at D underscore K O C H 93. You can find the podcast on all social media platforms at Gridiron underscore F S. And we have opened up a free Discord for all things college football as well as betting. We are looking to grow a little community of ours and grow the fantasy community overall. Again, it is free, so we'd love to have you in there. If you go to our Twitter, it is our pin tweet with the invite link on there as well. We also just opened up our Patreon earlier today. Uh, five bucks a month. Get you access to our rankings document as well as some extra Discord channels uh, such as mock drafting with us, building our ADP data, uh, mailbag we will do a trade episode of only our patreon's trades that are submitted give a breakdown of those and a couple of other things in there for you so we love mock to have drafts oh yeah we will be reviewing our latest mock draft here in about two weeks that we just wrapped up for the first time ever it was not just me and Derek so that it was a lot better more enjoyable So we are excited to update the ADP and see where guys are laying compared to where we had them. But we appreciate you guys listening. Please leave us a rating review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to us on. We'll see you again next week.
0: Thanks for listening. See ya.